Season 2 of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He might just make your day. Harmonious Gentlemen. Well, welcome. This is podcast five, but season two of Harmonious Gentlemen. And it feels kind of good to be back. My name's Chris Kuman. I'm Tyler Captain. And I'm Graham Langridge. And I love season two. It feels good. There's yeah. some kind of continuity there. Totally. It means that like, you guys are in for the long run. Like, I don't have to like worry if the next meal is going to be on the, the table. <laughs> right. Like, I just know, you know? I also feel like if we keep our season short, like four episodes per, we could do like 20 to 40 seasons pretty right. no yeah. problem. in our lifetime. And we're pretty legit now. Like, we have our SoundCloud channel, but I think we're going to be on... Um, iTunes and Stitcher. Wow. Yeah. So those are real podcasts. I've heard of one of those. That's where some real podcasts go, I think. So you hear that, everyone? You can actually (laughs) listen to us on the go as podcasts were intended. Yeah. What's kind of neat is you'll even be able to find us and identify us because we have a beautiful logo Mm -hmm. designed by Mrs. Language. Yeah. Yeah. Weird coincidence with the names there. (laughs) But yeah. No, I think they they look good. So, um, Tyler, why don't we start off today with just reading some fan feedback? Yeah, we love getting feedback and email messages and just our social media is just so active. We, we love yeah. participating with you guys. So I'll just uh, I'll read this one. It's uh, really encouraging. It says, on a road trip, listening to The Harmonious Gentleman. Whoa. Very educational and eye-opening. We never knew you guys were so entertaining. We'll be waiting <laughs> for the next one. Oh, and Ty... You may need to explain your dry sense of humor at the end of each podcast. Oh, okay. Don't want to visit you in jail anymore. No. Love. Anymore. Mom. Ah. That is lovely. That's sweet. Yeah. So someone's mom. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever's mom that was, thank you. That was wonderful and truly encouraging. I don't understand the comment at the end, the dry humor. We just, there's no humor. We just end our episodes, but. That's all real. I can tell you what thing. It wasn't my mom. She hasn't listened to this yet. Mm. As far as I know. Yeah. Still waiting for that. My mom doesn't have Wi-Fi at her house yet, so <laughs> that, that's very possible. That's the problem in my family's case too. <laughs> so uh, we hope you're excited for season two. We certainly are. Uh, we're pumped to be on iTunes. Uh, we have a good show today. We're gonna. We had our first day of school today. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we thought we'd do an education themed uh, podcast tonight. Um, but first, how about some quick recommendations, guys? Nice. I'm yeah. ready. Sounds good. All right, for my recommendation, I'm going a little bit different than what we did in season one. I'm going with a, I'm recommending a habit. And I'm going to recommend waking up earlier. Waking up earlier than you would think um, natural or what you would normally do. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in the summer holidays, speaking of being a teacher, I had long summer holidays. Near the end, I started waking up before my young children, which felt unnatural and strange. Unnecessary. But it just the benefits were were awesome. I just got Name felt so like productive. One benefit. Give us just something. <laughs> <laughs> well, just having a sense of accomplishment. Maybe this is a recommendation for people who have young children and can't do anything independently mm. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that time was just so. Um, yeah. Have a coffee. Watch the sun come up. And then just await for my crying children to come down the stairs. But and they um, get up pretty early. 
They do get up early. Yeah. So I, I was waking up in the summer holidays at 4.45 some days. Oh, so, but I do want to recommend it. I recommend trying it, giving it a fair shot, okay. and then going to bed early. And how uh, early? Like 8.30? Uh, between 9 and 10. Well, I'm usually so excited to try your guys' recommendations, <laughs> but like, I don't, I'm not going to do this one, man. <laughs> it's no, not going to happen. Not, I already get up early not enough. Even trying. Right. I do hear you, though, on like the time to get your own stuff done. You know, editing this podcast, for instance, yeah. like get tired at nighttime, you know. Like you could yeah, have you it done watch. by tomorrow morning, really, if you If I get this. up at 3 in the morning, I could totally <laughs> right, have it yeah. done. All right, thanks, Ty, or, if, or no thanks. If any, <laughs> if any listeners try it and like it, you need to get back to us. Yeah. All right. We're sub- yeah, we're expecting even less emails than normal on this one. Uh, Chris, how about you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you have for us? Well, actually, it's uh, I'm, I'm reverting to what we did in season one. It's a Netflix series, the first part of it, called Disenchanted. It's a Matt Groening um, offering. He's the guy responsible for Simpsons and Futurama. And this is a middle ages sort of, um, yeah, tale of a, a girl, a princess um, who's friends with a demon. And it actually sounds way worse when I explain yeah, it. It sounds super dark. <laughs> and, but... and an elf. It's not dark. It's kind of silly. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun. If you like The Simpsons and Futurama, it's just sort of those shows set in the past. I actually just cool. today watched the first, I started the first episode at the gym and I really liked it. Yeah. And right. it gets better. It it starts maybe a little meh and gets more interesting, I thought. Cool. Yeah. Ten Give episodes so far. I think, I don't know when the next ten are coming up. All right. Any uh, familiar voices? Yeah. You'll, like, I can't, not main characters from the other series, but you'll definitely recognize some bit players. Go, oh, mm-hmm. that guy sounds familiar. Cool. And there's some nice Easter eggs from the other series in there. Cool. Um, I'm going to recommend, um, and you guys know this, but just my absolute favorite favorite beer is the blind man kettle sour which i'm having right now uh it's their best beer and what got... number do you like oh boy my favorite was way back when i think it was two or something hmm. um yeah. what is it nine the stores i just get whatever the store has typically now yeah like I, I, they're all good i had nine um, last time yeah they do like a like a berry one sometimes but like just the straight sour is so so good so even if you don't like kettle sours and you haven't tried it you should try it yeah agreed like i didn't like mm-hmm. it before either but and you know what? I'm going to get up early, drink a kettle sour, and watch that show. And it's oh, a great idea. One fell swoop. You won't regret it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Um, Dude, wait till Saturday, though. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we're teachers, um, or we try to be. So let's let's talk about education. Yeah, that's what you guys good. think. I'm looking forward to this one. All yeah. right. Awesome. So we want to spend some time talking about uh, schooling, maybe public schooling versus private schooling, uh, where we're at with our own um, parental journey and our kids coming and going to school, starting school, um, maybe even talking about how we grew up uh, going to school and how that Im- impacted us and influenced mm-hmm. where we are now. Yeah. Well, mine's pretty straightforward. I can start there. I went to public school in Prince Rupert in Terrace, BC. And that's it. <laughs> that's um, it. K to 12, same town? Uh, nope, K to 5, one town, Terrace, BC. Shout out. And then uh, the rest to grade 12, Prince Rupert, BC. 
Um, I think we have a few fans up there in Prince Rupert, so hey to you guys. Nice. It's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> it will be. I've been back be since someday. 2001, so I don't, I don't know. Um, so I, did, I had no experience at all with private schools growing up. Probably thought they were kind of weird. Um, we, weren't really, we weren't really a church-going family until later on. My brother, I think, when they moved, my mom maybe, I think, put him into a, a Christian school kind of in the middle of his high schooling. Hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, I think it was a really rough, sudden, forced kind of thing. And then after that year, they put him back in public hmm. school to finish. So my only experience was not fantastic with, in terms of private schools. And in BC, you know, they're just, they're just the private, which are half-funded, and then there's the public. There's no alternative. So, yeah, public school guy. And nice. I had a good experience. I enjoyed, enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I... I'm, I was always, actually, I have an interesting story. I, I started in a public school in kindergarten and then I think I made it until November or, uh, <laughs> till Halloween because I came home. My, I don't remember this, but my parents tell this story that I came home all upset because, uh, and my teacher had dressed up as the devil Ooh. for Halloween. And, uh, so I, I was all upset. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bold. Know, but, wow. Um, and then I, this is what my parents say is that I, I asked, is there such a thing as a school where the teachers are all Christians? Wow. And, uh, that should go on a poster. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Wow. So supposedly that's how I ended up going to, um, yeah, Christian education, private schooling. Huh. And then the school I was at, um, became part of the public system. And then I went to a Christian high school as well. Mm. So, and then a Christian post-secondary as well. So, yeah. All the way through. And I didn't think about it much at the time. It was just kind of what the reality. Yeah. yeah. So I know yeah. what I'm going for Halloween this year. <laughs> <laughs> Team teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, I did kindergarten in a public school, but grade one to nine in a Christian private school and grade 10 in the Catholic system. And then a ca- uh, back to a Christian private high school for 11 and 12. Uh, I guess public university and a Christian graduate program hmm. Hmm. a little bit of everything smattered and I, in there is it safe to say we all had pretty positive experiences in school in general we yeah look, we look back pretty fondly yeah yeah, yeah I, I like school. school so much i became a teacher and yeah we all became teachers we should maybe make sure everyone knows that we're well, all teachers we yeah. should probably speak to that bias in this conversation <laughs> we are teachers we like teaching we believe in schools and right. you know and we true. all teach at a publicly funded christian school that's yeah. right so we should come yeah. clean on that one Chris, maybe just talk about real quickly, if anyone doesn't know, sort of how our school works in yeah. the province of Alberta. It's kind of unique. Yeah, so um, there are private, well, you know, air quotes, private schools in Alberta, but there are many Christian schools that receive funding from the government for their um, operating costs up to 70%. That's kind of typically where a lot of private schools lie in Alberta. But at the school we teach at Gateway, uh, we're part of the Red Deer Public School Board, and we're an alternative program, which means we can offer Christian programming um, as a public school. So it's a very unique mm. system. Alberta has a few other schools that kind of fit into that bill, but as far as I know, Alberta would be unique in the country right. offering mm-hmm. those programs. I'd never heard of it coming from BC at all. Yeah. yeah. It was a new uh, new thing. It's yeah. existed in Red Deer for about 20 years. Um yeah, and there, w- there was a group of parents who offered or who desired Christian education and helped start a private school like 50 years ago or so. So there was a private school in Red Deer, and then that district or that board, I guess, made a kind of an agreement with the district and the public district, and they've been offering alternative programming through Red Deer Public ever since. Cool. 
And that's where your kids went? Yeah. And Tyler's daughter's starting soon? Yeah, my daughter's starting this week at uh, the same school that we've been talking about, Gateway Christian School. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was, I live out of town, so we had kind of a complex decision to make um, because we live close to public schools, public elementary schools, um, which were an option. And then we also live in the same town as a private Christian school where you would pay um, yearly tuition that fairly significant. Or um, she could come to Red Deer, my daughter could come to Red Deer, and we could, she could go to um, this publicly funded Christian school. So we had all those options, and um, yeah, we had to weigh kind of the, the pros and cons and the how important is Christian education and what, how much of a factor is money and, and all those things. And ultimately we chose for her to come to, come to Red Deer with me, which was kind of also nice because she yeah. can drive together. But, so you're um, weighing those options. Like as a parent, what's kind of the priority? Is it the budget? Is it the well, philosophy? Is it? To be honest for us, um, well, my wife didn't go to a Christian school, so she didn't have the, um, I mean, that bias. Um, we both val- think it's an important thing or we think it, there's some value to it. But to be honest, the the money was an issue. Mm-hmm. And talking to some of our, our friends who are, have their kids in the private Christian school or even thinking back to our parents who sent us to private Christian schools, I have a little bit of guilt about even saying that, that, that the money was... That it was a factor. That it, it could have been a factor. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, I wonder why that's why that's changed because I don't think I'm less of a Christian because I I don't want to spend as much money on Christian hmm. education. But let me ask you: if you weren't a teacher, like at all, would the decision have been? Do you think the same? Do you think that it, it was easy because you worked there? But like, let's pretend you weren't a teacher. What, what do you think? I think it would have gone back to more what I had experienced, and I had good yeah. experiences in in Christian education. So that would yeah. have that would have been like a, a big like factor. Yeah. But my wife, her experience was positive too in a public yeah. school. Yeah. So it would have been a different discussion, but yeah. So lots of people do make sacrifices and, and pay the tuition. And I know my parents did for a number of years and years too, Chris. Yeah. And some of our friends still still do, and that's honorable. But what are they in a private school, what what are you getting that you're not getting yeah. in public school? Yeah. My first job was at a private Christian school in Kamloops. Um and it was a good you know, it was a good experience for teaching, but I, I just saw kind of I, I saw that people weren't willing to to, to pay like the tuition was cheap but it was it was the numbers were going down mm-hmm. it was a real struggle for for the staff it wasn't a great i don't know i just don't know if people maybe see the value like they used to and so maybe they maybe nowadays they don't see what they're getting but i, I the parents i did talk to um it was all about um the word like the term biblical worldview was what i heard over and over again like you're teaching right. from a biblical a Christian perspective. And I remember that I have one kind of funny little story. When I first started, part of the curriculum was evolution. And I was reading the textbook and it was, it was the public textbook, but it was all evolution. So I, you know, but I knew that maybe some people were a little more fundamentalist on that. So I asked the principal, Hey, like, how do you teach this topic? And he just said, well, it's easy. Just 
from a Christian worldview. Just teach it from a Christian perspective. That was all he said. <laughs> and I went home and I was thinking like, what, well, what does, does that mean? mean? <laughs> you know? So that was just one example where I, I couldn't define it um, as, you know, as easy as maybe he thought I could. Um, yeah. And so, what do you think he actually meant? He meant fundamental 6,000 year earth. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 I think like, this is just another idea for another podcast. It would be so awesome just to talk about biblical worldview. That's a whole hour right. to unpack stuff. I okay. think we'll do that. Right. But I do think maybe Tyler, people are paying for a, a philosophy like, um, yeah, there's a security in knowing that what's presented to your kids is what you already agree with. And that, mm-hmm. or you have a, you have a sense that you, you know, what, what perspective the teachers are coming from. I think that, that there's security in that for people maybe. Right. Yeah. So kind of control, like, uh, the more, I guess maybe this is a different way of saying it, but like the more you, you pay into your kid's education, the more control you have over. Mm. Well, probably the more you'd expect to have. Right. Or, or demand to have maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that probably comes things like you'd expect smaller class sizes maybe, or, um, better test results. I don't know. You'd expect a degree of academic success probably for your kids. Yeah. Which I mean, everybody wants that for their kids. Yeah. I I never grew up with this. So I, I, it's fascinating to come into this world. Like I, I'm really comfortable at our school being a, a a publicly funded Christian school, but it's an interesting, especially nowadays. I don't know if people see the value like they used to, Hmm. You, you know, like the generation before us, I think really did. And I don't know if, if it's if it's just purely a financial thing these days that it's it's harder to make it work, or that's just an excuse and maybe if it matters it matters and yeah well well for us maybe I should like because the money was was a factor, but I think also like maybe a way to say it is the non tuition is a factor, not in a cheap sense but that that isn't more accessible school hmm. and a more diverse school population. Yeah. So I think as a Christian school, it can serve a, a more diverse population, but also my daughter attending the school will have maybe not all uh, a more diverse friend group as well. Less homogenous. Yeah. Less homogenous. And, and I think as Christians, that's, it's not healthy or realistic to be um, only with your own, right? Like if you think about what, what Jesus did, like he didn't just hang out with, Christians, right? Like, or the yeah, yeah. I think about like when my parents sent me to a Christian school. Were they trying to insulate me from the rest of Red Deer, or was the hope maybe that was part of it? I I don't actually know. I should ask them. Or was it? Yeah, this will be consistent with what we're doing at home, and what our kids are learning if they go to church. Like, there's kind of that. They're hearing the same message from three directions and. Yeah, you know, I've heard even from a Christian schooling perspective, the triangle of education is church, home, and school. And mm-hmm. if you have that kind of foundation, your yeah. kids will grow up to be successful and yeah. and and they'll have that backing that'll take them far. In yeah. Theologically, I don't really know, but... Hmm. I like to think about, um, yeah what is the reason I send my kids to a school? So if, if that school is a Christian alternative, why did I choose that? Or what, what is my hope or, or thought for public schooling? And 
like you alluded to, Tyler, just the um, diversity is something that you were hoping for for your own kids. So kind of that um, equity or equality that public schooling gives, I think, is really important. And the socialization that kids get in school, that's something I loved as a kid. So maybe if I wasn't a social person, then maybe that would have been hard on me. But I think that's that's really important for kids. And I love to see that. And as teachers, we facilitate it all the time. And that's great. Um, and to be, yeah, I think connected to a civil community where you learn kind of what it's like to live with others and, and to interact and, um, add value to a community. I think those are really important things. What do you guys think of when you think of like, why send my kid to school? Yeah, I agree with what everything you just said for sure. Um, we spend a lot of money on school. Like I think, our, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you look at our tax a dollars, lot. it's a lot of money. So we obviously, that's inher- inherently a lot of uh, faith in what it is or belief in what it is, if you really think about it. And I just think that for myself, I, I think that people just value uh, critical thinking. We value expanding knowledge you know, pursuing your passions. Hmm. Like it, there's so many things that it can, that it can do for you, that education can do for you. And it's just a belief that it's, that we're better off as society. That's all like that. People have access. Everyone has the same access to the same quality yeah. of education. Um, that no matter, you know, it's kind of like the old bootstraps, American dream kind of thing, but yeah. it's like everybody can have the same baseline, yeah. like a strong baseline right. um, that anybody can, can learn whatever they want to learn. And, it's it's romantic and kind of cheesy, but it's yeah. but it's true. Like we we spend a lot of money in, in the hopes well, that that's what we provide. That's a really good point. That that is a, a, a total proof that we value it as a as a country, as a yeah. province, as a city. That's where our property taxes go to. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, and not not every country does that, and some put more. Like right. you know, there's a spectrum, right? right? And yeah, yeah, well, good point. I'm having a hard time to jumping in because I agree with everything you guys are saying. So I'm trying to think of a. Uh, kind of a question to I don't know I, I'm having some cynical thoughts I guess like Ooh, oh, nice. doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it make it seem kind of like it's just a factory pumping out like I want my kids to go to school because that's the system that we have mm-hmm. right and if I don't send my kids to school there's some fear that they won't succeed right because that's the right. way our society is structured and we put all this money into it so there must be some value to it but <laughs> if you think about how uh, sometimes I think about being a teacher and having 30 kids in front of me. Um, the word brainwashing comes comes to mind sometimes. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just a factory. We're pumping up, pumping out all these kids. We, mm-hmm. we can say we're teaching them critical thinking and creativity and... and social uh, skills. Social skills. Teamwork, yeah. Civic discourse. Um, but really, like, we're still directed by curriculum and mm-hmm. ultimately government right but so i don't know that's maybe a cynical look at it but and i don't know maybe a... <laughs> <laughs> so is there yeah does that change like do you guys agree with my that yeah. perspective or i i think that uh, i can only speak to my personal experiences the curriculum is a guide um but realistically do we want our kids to leave I'm not ignoring what you're saying, but do, do we want our kids to leave the school with all those facts memorized? Like, no. Right. We don't want that. We want them leaving school with skills that they that they were able to acquire in the pursuit of that knowledge. But 
skills that hopefully are objectively good. I mean, maybe we can't define that right now, right. but right. you know, yeah, and, research and, or yeah, that's right. You know, or or and people spend long, hard hours crafting that curriculum to be something that's of worth, right? right? I think, yeah, we can be cynical of that kind of stuff. That and some people probably are right. They look at the curriculum and they go, "I don't want my kids learning that. I'll yeah. take care of them myself." Thank you very much. Yeah, right. which is which is and which within happens. our system we have that option. Yeah, yeah, and it's your right to do so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I guess maybe, maybe I'm brainwashed yeah. <laughs> that I think that the things that we are teaching are worthwhile for kids to know. Uh-oh. I suppose, right? Like it's, it, it could be an opinion. Like I, I like to think it's not, but. But I didn't even go to public school. So how did that happen? <laughs> but your guys' schools still use public curriculum, right? Yeah. Yeah. For all, sure. Had to, yeah. Basically you had a bit of a perspective. You had Bible class, you had like a worship time, but in general, science class was science class. Yeah. I just think that it's anything that's institutionalized and and enforced or controlled by the government, and I don't want to come across as like an anti-government guy. But Too I'm late, just, man. <laughs> Why is like it on anything. your coffee cup? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking about the word brainwashed while you teach? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, just anything that's insti- so formal. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you're send parents are sending their kids to these institutions, yeah. expecting them to come out able to be successful right like that's why we send our kids there yeah one well, maybe you're thinking of like sir ken robinson does the kind of the talk about how we kind of use that industrial revolution model of pumping yeah. kids through the factory totally. and they right. go in one end and come out the other the way we want them to look but i think there's an awareness in education that that has been the model and there's been a a backlash even by teachers yeah. to not be like that. Well, the gradual yeah. pulling back of even just standardized testing is one indication that that's happening, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, there's less and less than there was when I was in high school of just standardized tests because that's kind of, that's indicative of a, of a controlled system. You know, like right. everyone does the same test and I don't, I'm not going to speak out of, for you guys, but like, I don't love the standardized tests. I don't think they're, they serve a purpose in our communities, maybe for the government to have their numbers, but yeah, I don't know. So Tyler, um, when you were considering what to do with Roan, did you think about homeschooling? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, and you're both well, teachers, bold. even. Yeah. Um, I think we just see the value in the the just other aspects of, of schooling outside of having a good teacher. Because my wife's a really good teacher, but I think capable she, of delivering the curriculum yeah, to a totally, kindergarten yeah. student. Yeah. and engaging students and but she can still i think there's still a role for parents out, outside of outside of school mm-hmm. to inform and instruct their their student or their their own kids so yeah just for us we we felt like there was no no question that we would it wasn't going to happen no and like ever well may, i think so yeah. yeah there may be some scenario where and part of this comes from our bias as students. Like myself, I liked school and my wife, she likes school. Yeah. So our bias is our kids will like school. Yeah. So I guess there could be a scenario where, where things go off the rails and yeah. consider it. But mm-hmm. at this so point. You consider it like it's not off the table, but just in terms of. Yeah. But for, for yeah. now it was not. Yeah. But what do you, what do you yeah, guys think about that option? Yeah. Like as an administrator, I've seen families kind of come to the school 
who have homeschooled for a portion of their children's lives asking, you know, would you consider taking our kids? And, you know, for one reason or another, their kids are grown up and they've, the parents admit they can't handle the curriculum anymore, or they see value in certain parts, like the kid wants to play sports or they, they'd like them to try high school or, you know, whatever the reason is. Um, so I've seen that side of it. I do, I do believe that there are people who homeschool their kids who are very good at what they do, who give their kids a balanced approach to education. They do more than just deliver the curriculum. They make sure they're involved in extracurricular things. They put them in sports programs like dance and swimming and 4-H yeah. or whatever those things are. So they're getting the social aspect. And I've seen that done really well by certain people. Yeah. Seen done poorly yeah. too, for sure. But there's poor teachers too. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think we all, we are, we're all teachers. We all believe in public education. Yeah. Right? But I think we all would probably agree with what you just said that like, um, you know, homeschooling can be done in a really effective way. Like, right. Yeah. There's probably some amazing homeschooling parents out there. Maybe who listen. <laughs> And Maybe the kids kudos. are listening to this as a lesson. Maybe. <laughs> kudos. Follow us. <laughs> My kids uh, today were playing were playing house, I think, or playing family. And they were, Herschel asked Roan, he said, hey, should we listen to some podcasts right now? <laughs> when they were playing, uh, playing home or playing school or whatever. They that's were what their parents do at home. Oh. Harvey was singing <laughs> Basket Case. So that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> Uh, Spencer was singing in the choir, so that's good. Do you no. guys ever feel? <laughs> do you guys ever feel like, um, like people look at you differently as a teacher? Like they have their own views on on private, public homeschooling. Do you ever feel that um, disrespect, maybe, or wariness of teachers? That ever happen? I think it's a little bit of both. Like some people, they say, "Oh, I couldn't be a teacher." Yeah, yeah. right. Like they because they just think about. Uh, managing young people, yeah. I guess, right? Like, and how much energy that would take. And then there's others who say just right away go to the holidays. Yeah, are oh, you guys have the whole summer off? Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit of both, like a little yeah. bit of respect for our ability to to work with young people, but then a little bit of yeah. Like, I've, you have I, it so easy. Yeah, I've right. I've um, turned into when somebody says something about holidays or how much you get paid or whatever, I've usually say you know what our division needs more teachers so please consider it as a career it. choice I, I do that too yeah i think that well you should do it then that's awesome yeah. it is a yeah. great job i was at a garage sale once and a woman was complaining to her friend about public school teachers really loudly and <laughs> all they want is more money yeah and they're lazy like it was a rant and i was right next to her and my wife kind of gave me this look like don't don't do it grandma. and i'm walking over there like i gotta say something you know and in my experience i've never heard any teacher ever 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 complain about money or want more money it's never ever come up in, in our my circles never once and it's certainly not how i feel so i really want to go and i didn't do it though you know yeah. i didn't take the bait you know mostly because my wife was giving me just daggers like don't uh, that's uh I don't know if you win that argument anyway. Well, you don't. Yeah. I think right. teachers are generally respected by the community. Yeah. Like civil service, like a fireman or a police officer. Maybe not quite as high. Yeah. Everybody loves firemen. Yeah. Maybe policemen sure. a little farther down the total pole, fan. maybe. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by your calendar collection, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then the yeah. teacher calendar, less popular. They should make teacher Thanks. trading cards. Wouldn't that be awesome? We could do that. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've just, I've had conversations 
And a lot of people ask, like, what do you make? Really? Do you ever get that question? I've had that multiple times. I don't know times. if we I've ever together, been asked. didn't we? At the gym once, a guy asked Tyler and I, right. like, yeah. well, how much do you guys make? Or is the money good? Or something like that. And it's right. like, I don't really think in those terms. It was a weird thing to question to field, right? What do we say? Yeah. Mad cash. Do you think yeah. that's a common question people ask each other outside of the teaching profession? I don't think so. Do people but, do that? I don't know. I've never been asked, I don't think. Kids have asked me, but I told them to look it up. Because yeah. you can find it's that information there. on yeah. the internet. Yeah. I just say the money is... is what I what I want, like it's good, it's comfortable, it's great, it's fair in this province. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, and you just weigh it. Like the holidays are are part of the job, and so is the money. And yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I don't think you go into it for the holidays or for the money. Right. No. Right. It's the job. But the so, combo is pretty sweet. If you go in for the, the money, <laughs> you're, the joke's on you. I think yeah. ultimately, but well, and right. I think if you go into any job for the money, you're already not going to be as good at your job as you think you could be nice right take that guy at the garage sale <laughs> that's a woman she was a woman <laughs> so we're all parents um we're mm-hmm. all we were all students we're all teachers uh, through those experiences, how have you seen education change? What have you, what do you still like about it? What do you hope for your own kids? Those are some of the questions I kind of still have. Um, I can, oh, quick, like I, I see more, I see more value every year I'm a teacher. Like I find myself more committed to the idea of public education every year I do it. I think I get better at it every year, hopefully, more comfortable. And then I think I can be a little more effective and then I kind of see what you can do. I'm not, I, have a, I have a lot of room to grow, of course, but so I, I, I'm more encouraged every year hmm. for sure. And so I'm excited for my kids to go to school. I can't wait. When I see yeah, that's awesome. Tyler, when I see Roan going, like, I'm just like, I can't wait for Herschel yeah. and Harvey to go together. Yeah. And your kids graduating yeah. high school, like, it's just awesome. Like, I, I, I'm excited for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think when I started as a teacher and even coming out of school, I, I had that the cynical view that I presented earlier, but I wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing. I just thought that's a reality. Yeah. Like there's curriculum to teach. That's what we do. I'll do the best I can to do that. But now as think I, I see the, the curriculum now as, as kind of a, an opportunity or a vehicle for, for other things like, uh, like collaboration or working together or learning how to, um, create something that's meaningful. Yeah, critical right? so, thinking. Yeah, critical solving. thinking. So that that view that there's curriculum and we just got to pump kids out was kind of my initial view, and yeah. I didn't view it as a negative thing. Yeah. And I've slowly gone through viewing that as a negative thing, but how do we make it better? Yeah. And how can we um, still use that as a vehicle for, for good learning? And, yeah, I'm with you, Graham. Like, I'm really pumped for our kids to go into our school yeah. or just into school and just to see... Yeah, what they're going to learn, whether like, and it's not, not really the curriculum stuff; it's the it's the other stuff I'm excited about. So that'd yeah. be a big change. Just don't tell your principal that you're not going to follow curriculum as much because he's sitting that's right, right here. Yeah, so that's, just be careful. Got to be, yeah. you got to be wary. Yeah, I think, and I mean, sure. I love where I'm at. I love the job I have. I love the school I'm at, and I think the opportunity we have to, yeah, teach kids from a Christian biblical worldview in a public school, which we've clearly <laughs> defined, which, which we all know exactly what that means. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty unique opportunity. There's not many people right. who get to do that. No. 
And you know what? I, I can sit here and, and you know say I choose Harvey to go to Gateway. It's a pretty easy choice. I teach yeah. there. I believe in it. It's an amazing alternative thing that Alberta does that I just think is so important and, and amazing. And it's easy. It's an easy call, you know? Yeah. So maybe Gateway Christian School sponsors uh, season three? I, it sounds like it, <laughs> it's, it's a true. no-brainer. Yeah. But I think we work there for a reason. And I've been there for, yeah. uh, what, like six or seven years now? Like, right. more? Wow. You've been there for a while? Yeah, I know. You've been more than six or seven years? I think, I think I'm seven or eight. Yeah. It's getting yeah, there. This is my 11th, I think. Yeah. We obviously believe in it. And, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Those are you are looking forward answers. to your kids being done school, Chris? Like no, that's happening. That, that'll soon, be really man. sad. Two more years, I guess. That'll be really weird. Yeah. He'll yeah, our great. youngest got his license this weekend, and that's already changed in two days, just the dynamics of having to <sighs> drive people, right? My wife said yesterday, I've been driving kids around for twenty three years. So today mm. I didn't have to. That was weird. And we haven't even started yet, really. Yeah. Here yeah. It comes. If you want yeah. to see photographic proof of uh, Chris's uh, son getting his license, you can follow him on Instagram at, uh, what is your handle? Um, Agro Dude, yeah. I think. Yeah. I'd have a It's a great feed. It. I loved, your, I loved your, your summertime stuff. No, I did. I did. It was good. Pondering, right? It was good. Oh, yeah. Pondering. Good series. Spencer got real tired of that. Well, guys, it's, uh, yeah, I think we can talk more about kind of teaching stuff in the future. I've loved chatting with you about it. Um, any final thoughts? I'd like to hear what people have to say about this. Maybe we'll get some pushback or some questions or, yeah, agreement, disagreement. We like that kind of stuff. So Yeah, we're, I mean, we're fully aware that we're three teachers with biased opinions. Like, obviously, right. we'd love to hear from different points of view. It'd be fantastic, yeah. actually, to do that. Right. Um, so if you'd like to drop us a line, how can people do that? I don't know. Tyler? Uh, we have an email address. It's harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. That's right. We have an twitter account which is at harmonious gents yeah and we have instagram as well which is um, one of those if you just search harmonious, harmonious gentleman, gentleman you'll, you'll find it i think so. but seriously like listeners this is important like if you want to have your email read on the air on itunes <laughs> this is your chance <laughs> literally you can go to itunes and hear your words right right yeah Okay, guys, I'm spent. Did you hear that, Mom? <laughs> I'm spent, and I, I, you know what? It's been a long summer. I am yearning. I am pleading. I am begging you for some confessions. I think it's time. I got some Oof. stuff to get off my chest. It has been building all summer. Yeah. You ready for this? I can't wait. Ooh, I think so. It's a good lean-in. Here it comes. Well, it comes to that time once again where we open up, we let loose a little bit, and we get something off our chest. And uh, this is confession time. Graham, I think you wanted to start. I'm going to begin uh, this evening's confessions. So um, I, I married Heidi partly because I loved her, but yeah. mostly because her family is amazing. And I love her parents. <laughs> and uh, when I first met them, I just thought these are wonderful people and I love them. And that's not sucking up. That's the truth. But when I do things that maybe aren't that fair to them, I feel really convicted. Um, we once shot up my old car in their backyard and I never got it towed. <laughs> Uh, he had to eventually, so that's one of them. But uh, this, but he knew about that. He did. Yeah. This one, this one's different. So okay, real quick, um, you guys do purging in the summer at all? Thrift store runs? You ever do those? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So we had some good ones this summer. But they moved. They they sold their acreage after thirty something years and and yeah, moving. Big deal. 
So they had a lot of stuff, and so I borrowed their pickup truck, and the only deal was I would have to just bring some stuff for the thrift store for them. <laughs> so they'd load up some thrift store gear, I'd take it, whatever. But they had this bed frame, this really nice metal kind of classic-looking bed frame. And if I knew about styling and errors, I could tell you, but it's nice. And they said, like, they asked me to please get it to a thrift store because it was really nice. Um, so I took it to the thrift store, and I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of them don't take bed frames. I did at not least know that. this frame. one didn't. Yeah. Really? The guy Beds, came out and said, what well, am I going to look at? Take yeah. too much room or... I guess maybe they have a hard time selling him. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. So he he just told me straight up, no, we're not going to take it. Funny enough, he actually I had a table and chairs, and, and he wouldn't take that until he saw that it was in decent shape. So they're even skeptical about that. Anyway, this isn't my confession. So the confession is <laughs> they wouldn't take the bed frame. And I knew that what I should do is go to multiple thrift stores and, 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 and unload it in an honest way and have someone else buy it. I was lazy. I was going to the dump anyway. Right. Right. So I drove that oh, sucker, that, that beautiful coming. bed frame. I tossed it in the dump. <laughs> in the metal pile, at least, I hope. You know what's funny? This could have been a double confession, but the girl noticed I was trying to throw it in the bin, and she told me to take it. So I did actually try and be a double jerk, but she said, oh, sorry, sir, that goes in the metal. So I did put it in its rightful okay. very, you know, death zone. But What was the timing of this? Because no lie, I was at the dump. Yeah. And I was like, that is a sweet bed frame. I'm not Are you lying. serious? Yeah. In the metal area? Was it white? Yep. No. <laughs> For real. You didn't see. You saw it. Uh, maybe. Like I went maybe two just weeks ago. Lie and say you grabbed it and you're using it now. No, that was like I said to the guy I was with. If you were allowed to pick things out, I would take this. Are you s- no totally way. true? Maybe it's not the same one. But. Was it white? I th- That's really funny. Okay. So I anyway, if it's still there. I need a bed. <laughs> it probably true is. Confession. Anyway, guys, my confession is that. I knew deep down that's really not honoring what they wanted to do with their bed frame. But I didn't want to drive around the city with a truck full of stuff to donate it. I was selfish, and I felt bad about it. So I'm going to share that with you guys right now. That wasn't the right thing to do. And I thought I'd hold it to myself. I told Heidi within two seconds of getting home, and then we told her mom. And I think she said she was okay with it, but if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sure you're not. I'm sorry. She lied. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's... So that's mine. Well, you can you email us your uh, forgiveness. <laughs> We'll read it on, on the So air. let's move away from this. Chris, what's your confession oh, today? Well, this is an old one. I was just reminded today as we were talking about schooling. When I was in grade nine, I played on the volleyball team for my small private Christian school. And we had a tournament in Rocky Mountain House, a Christian school volleyball tournament. Did you guys go to that? Yeah. And in we Edmonton, got, though. Oh, okay. We got billeted out. So instead of getting a hotel, because our parents were spending so much on tuition, yeah. they just sent us <laughs> to live with somebody for the weekend. And so four of us were staying in this basement and at night it was dark. I didn't know the layout and I had a runny nose and I, <laughs> I just <laughs> blew my nose into the pillowcase. Oh. <laughs> and what sucks is in the morning when the lights came on, there was a box of Kleenex right on my oh. nightstand. I yeah. felt really bad. But of course I didn't want to tell the person. So I'm sorry if you're listening. Oh, and that's that little kid who since, gummed right? up your pillowcase. Yeah, I feel I've never told gross. anybody. I don't think. Yeah, that's what this is for. That's beautiful. I mean, it's yeah. gross, but it's a beautiful thing. That's gross. And yeah. please yeah. email us if you're that person. All right. Um, and I'm sure you guys just feel a weight lifted. Um, I kind of do. It feels good, actually. It does. Right. And I think one of our listeners can sense that uh, just that relief of catharsis. that comes catharsis yeah. that comes with confession so he um sent kind of an anonymous confession that he wanted to be read 
um, on Ooh, this next episode. That's amazing. Um, so he wants to feel that same that weight lifted. That's pretty cool. Confession. And he he said you could read it, and it's yeah, but it wow. needs to remain remain anonymous. Okay. So I don't know if he should really get the same credit, but um, but it's a step in the right direction. See, season two is bringing surprises left Oof. and right. That's all oh, I can boy. say. So he says sometimes when my kids need a diaper changed. I tell my wife there isn't any change table in the bathroom when there actually is one. Because I know she can't go in to check. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. It's that's, good. It, it actually gave me an idea. Does he go in? <laughs> yeah, oh, like, now that blew that. But oh, does he go boy. in to check? And he no, like he doesn't it, just go by memory. He pretends that he's I, I read that as he goes in, comes with out. With the kid. And says, I'm sorry, wow. there's no change tables in there. That's the way I read it. Okay. Wow. Like that might only take like an extra minute or how it, long yeah. does it take? It's to simultaneously change like evil and brilliant, days. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we don't really check the men's one really at all. <laughs> <laughs> so shoot, maybe we should. Uh, okay, well. Now, thank- now your wife knows that there are change tables anyway. yeah she'll never listen to this uh, <laughs> no no i think she is hey heidi um okay well thank you listener that's awesome wow, that's a good one. i love and if you want to send us a confession Sneaky. please because we might run out i don't know how many dastardly things we do right i'm coming to the end of mine yeah <laughs> all right guys thanks that was good to get off our chest i think So that's kind of a wrap for season two, episode one. A couple of thank yous to throw out tonight. We recorded this episode in the space in downtown Red Deer. Beautiful. It's a great spot if you're doing any kind of audio recording. And thank you to Blind Man Brewing for uh, making great beer and sponsoring this episode. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. You make awesome beer. And good hats, too. Yeah. And nice bunny hugs. And uh, one more time, I know we said earlier, but like harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. We would love to read some emails. It's really fun for us. Yeah. So thanks for listening and stay tuned. You should subscribe on iTunes. You should actually leave a comment on iTunes, actually. That, that's actually a really helpful thing to do. If you give us a star rating. if And you upvote and like. What do you do on iTunes? I think it's a star and then you can comment. Stars. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you, get, if you want to give us low stars, maybe just keep that to yourself. But if you want to say something nice. <laughs> do that via email. Let's skew yeah. the results. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll have to we'll have to we'll see you next time. Alright guys, I got just one more one more confession and it's just I totally went into teaching for the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>